When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Well, hello, I am Matt Williamson. This episode is brought to you by Live Casino, as always. Folks, football season is here, and Live Casino is where FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sporting app, comes to life. Step up and place your bets as our self-service kiosks or with a sportsbook representative. Then cheer on your team and catch every heart-pounding moment of action on our huge 40-foot video wall. Bet, watch, and win at Live Casino Pittsburgh. Route 30 at the Westmoreland Mall. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And Friday podcast, you know, second half of the season starting. I'm optimistic. I know that I'm in the minority about this team. I've told you guys a million times. I very much think the second half of the season is going to go much better than the first half of the season. It was just a brutal schedule, and frankly, they weren't good enough either. I'll get that. But I do think that the second half of the season will bring some optimism around this team starting this week against a battered Saints team coming here short week, a lot of injuries on Monday night. Steelers are very, very healthy. Um, I I absolutely expect Watt to play. I absolutely expect KZ to play. Boswell will be missed. But other than that, I think they'll be basically at full health. William Jackson is one that worries me a little bit if he'll play or not because he popped up on the report earlier this week. I thought they'd plug him in at you know probably the left corner and just be done. Um, hope that project doesn't go awry because of injuries, age, whatever. But that's one thing I'm keeping my eye on. But talking about this game in particular, first half we'll talk about when Saints have the ball. Second half we'll talk about when Steelers have the ball. But I do think that rest, uh, freshness, Home, you know, home versus away, uh, coming off a bye. I told you guys yesterday, Coach Tomlin's got a great uh, record coming off byes. Being at home, short week for the Saints, the injuries the Saints are dealing with. I think that to me, that's maybe the biggest factor of this game is if we were looking at this from a Saints perspective, I think you'd look at it and be like, this isn't a great matchup for us at the moment. The way we're currently constructed and how battered we are, and they could really use a bye. So that's a huge key to this game, as are turnovers. Um, The Steelers turned the ball over too much. A lot of that is picket. We know that. Um, I'm not sure that's going to... Well, quick note on that. I think picket is not too aggressive with the football in terms of going to throw 30 picks a year type of guy. I think he's been unlucky this year. I think he's still very much learning. And when I say unlucky, I mean no dropped interceptions. Every mistake he's made, he has paid for, which doesn't keep it, you know, doesn't stay at that pace in the NFL. Every quote turnover worthy play he's made, the ball has been turned over. Again, usually you don't get a hundred percent clip on those type of things. So he's been unlucky in that regard. Um, but he also needs to get better in understanding 
where I can put the football, where I can't. And I think that that will be coming. We'll see. The Steelers also have done a terrible job of catching interceptions. I think things like that are bound to come back to the mean. And, you know, turnovers have been a huge key for the Steelers. It's been a big problem more and more as the season's gone on. However, nobody's had more turnover problems than the Saints. You know, the Steelers two weeks ago played the team that was best in the league in turnover differential. Now they play the team that's worst in the league in turnover differential. And it's not all first three weeks of the year, Jameis Winston chucking and ducking and throwing picks left and right. Now it's been a collective effort. And so turnover differential will be the biggest stat of this game. And history shows the Saints usually lose that. We'll see. I mean, it doesn't mean it's guaranteed. Um, a big problem for me, if I'm looking at this through a Saints lens, is interior O-line has been an issue, and now their center, who's a really good player, probably doesn't play in this game. Uh, I'm expe- expecting a fresher Ogan Joby, a fresher Cam Hayward. I'm sure his older body enjoyed the time off. Uh, I think that interior pressure will be something the Steelers win at, as well as interior run defense. Uh, Dalton doesn't handle interior pressure particularly well. They also know how to pressure him with all their extensive familiarity with Dalton. Uh, They know his strengths and weaknesses. They have a great record against him. I think that really plays to their advantage. And Ryan Ramchek's a phenomenal right tackle, but TJ Watt's better and Watt's going to play. I basically know that as a fact. Um, that to me presents problems. And then the left tackle situation, I think absolutely favors Highsmith. So the the Saints, when right, have a very good O-line. They invest in it more than most teams, which I respect to no end, but it's kind of in a bad place right now. And the Steelers, back to the freshness injury stuff, up front is in a much better place. Um, The other key to when the Saints have the ball is I really think you need to structure your coverages around two guys. You know, Kamara, which is hard to do. It's hard to structure coverages around a back, you know. But maybe you play a little bit more dime when you would play nickel. Maybe you play a little more nickel when you would have played base. And what I'm saying with that is you get a safety on Kamara instead of a linebacker. You know what I mean? Or... you play some zone stuff, but you have one guy following almost a box and one all over Kamara as a receiver. And of course, he's a problem as a runner too. But Kamara and Alave to me are just such a huge portion of this offense that if the Traquan Smiths and frankly, even the Taysom Hills beat you with big games and big plays because you leave guys on them one-on-one, so be it, but I want their lesser players to be the difference makers in this game more than Alave, who I would expect. I don't say gets doubled, but I think that you jam him at the line and some help over the top, you know, that type of thing. Um, I, I just don't want Kamara and Alave to put up massive fantasy numbers and win this game for you. I mean, that would be my biggest strategy defensively as well as knowing how to disrupt Dalton and his tendencies and all those things as well. And we talked about the line issue, which I I think absolutely favors the Steelers' defensive front. So um, we will be back in a moment, talk about when the Steelers have the ball, some keys to the game in that
kind of talked about this earlier with the uh, turnover stuff, but all of Kenny Pickett's numbers basically are at the bottom of the league. You know, we talked about that yesterday, my deep dive, you know, geeky Williamson number stuff, Matt stats. Um, but I do think this is an easier matchup than he's had. I very much think time away from the game to reflect and understand, okay, now I know what NFL football is. I know when to hold them, when to, when to fold them. You know, there'll still be a lot of mistakes, as every rookie does. You know, Trevor Lawrence is a phenomenal prospect. And he's playing pretty well, except his red zone is a real problem. You know, red zone for Pickett is a real problem right now. That 10 to 20 yard range is a real problem that I talk about all the time. The tough stuff, you know, I mean, let alone you compound that with no running game and bad starting field position and no explosives and, you know, the turnovers, of course. So he's had a real tough go of it. But I do think his mental makeup, who he is as a person, will be fine with that. I don't think you're going to break him because it's, you know, been too hard and you're going to ruin your young quarterback. I've heard some of that talk. I, I think they wouldn't have taken him if they thought any of those type of things, nor would the intel from the, you know, the Panthers and Pitt Panthers have been, you know, anything of that regard. I mean, this team values mental toughness a lot. And I think Pickett has it. And I think he has maturity. To, to look back and say, okay, I understand some things I was doing wrong. You know, I think I can fix some of those things and it won't be fixed overnight, but I do think he will be a better player in this game than he has in, frankly, any of the games he showed up so far. A huge key to me, and I don't trust this part of it. What's Najee Harris look like after the bye? What's this run game look like after the bye? We've all heard the rumblings of Najee versus Warren. Could Warren go into his, you know, eat into his touches? I think that's absolutely a possibility. I'm just curious how that pans out. You know, does Najee does Najee look like last year's Najee after a bye? You know, does he move a little bit better? Does he also, I mean, he's also a high character guy, extreme work ethic guy. Does he use this bye to reflect and be like, man, I'm not proud of the tape I put out there. I'm dancing too much. I'm playing like a little back. I can't continue to do that. I'm too proud. I'm too good a football player to, to continue down that road. I think that's possible. Um, by no means do I think, wow, Steelers found a run game. I don't think that's going to happen all year. Yeah, I, I just don't. But I am very curious what the run game looks like. And if Harris really struggles through the first half, I do expect him to have a pretty short leash. I mean, I still think it's his job. But I think his leash is a little shorter. That's for sure. Um, there are a couple players to really pay attention to. I'm sure you know some of these names on the Saints defense. But they have some stars. Cameron Jordan. Like, like, if you guys were Saints fans, you'd love Cameron Jordan like you love Cam Hayward. You know, like he's an all-time great, great Saint leader. Uh, I think he was up for man of the year. I mean, those type of things. Versatile, tough as can be can line up inside and handle himself, can line up on the edge. He's not quite as big as Hayward, but um, more of a, a big 4-3 defensive end. I don't think he's going to the Hall of Fame, but he's had a lot of success. Again, like he'll be in the Saints' ring of honor. And maybe he's slightly declining, but he's still a tremendous player and one of the straws that stirs the drink. Uh, I talked about Demario Davis. I adore this player. I mean, I think he's a top five linebacker. 
big, fast, physical blitzer between the tackle thumper, but the speed to go outside, good in coverage despite his size and physicality. One of the most underrated players in the entire league. I don't know when, while I'm recording this noonish on Thursday to pull back the curtain, if Lattimore is going to play or not. He's far and away their best corner. I told you guys yesterday that they've been going through corners like crazy. A ton of guys have played meaningful snaps for them at corner. Lattimore's far and away their best guy. They don't usually travel him. I mean, it'll be a left-right situation. And if he's out there and looks as good as usual, I think you go the other way. Adebo's the other starter, younger guy. He's had a really tough year. So if Lattimore goes, I'm not saying you never throw his way, but you target the other side with extreme regularity. Um, if Lattimore doesn't go or looks compromised early on, I think it's bombs away on the outside that Johnson and Pickens should both have big games. So, And the other issue here, here is, too, is um, Tyron Mathow, Honey Badger, as well as Davis, as well as Marcus May. He's their free safety. Honey Badger plays a lot near the line of scrimmage. Uh, Werner is a ba- the other linebacker that never leaves the field with Davis. The reason I mentioned those four safety linebackers is this is absolutely one of the best teams in the league defending the tight end. And Claypool's gone as a middle of the field player. I think Friar Moose usage is going to spike, but this might not be his home run game. You know, I mean, Werner probably won't play. Uh, but the, the combination of the honey badger who flies all over the field and also is a good leader and, you know, very accomplished career, as you guys know, um, as well as those linebackers could be tough sledding. So I really want to see Kenny's proficiency outside the number. And I hope it's uh, numbers. I hope it's just not a lot of damn go balls. You know, I mean, I want comebacks and out routes and posts and, you know, a wider variety of outside the numbers uh routes drought tree um but i think pickens and deontay both could have very good games especially if Lattimore is not out there but even if he is the other corners who you know, we'll just call them other corners and quotes are all very susceptible so um i'm picking the Steelers to win this game I, I think this is a bad matchup for the saints in terms of having played monday night then on the road all the injuries Steelers off the bye tomlin's familiarity with dalton And maybe I'm too much of an optimist, but I think this is the beginning of a respectable and encouraging second half of the season. All right. I will do a Sunday night pod um, between the four o'clock games and the night game, giving you all my thoughts on Steelers Saints. See if I got any of this right. All right. Take care.